Welcome everyone to another episode of Manifest the Crown Monday, but a special edition known as the Judge's Perspective. I first want to apologize for being tardy. My power went out and it knocked my Wi-Fi, so things happen, but we're going to get started early, but I'm going to wait for a few seconds to see if I can build this audience. So once you come in the room, just say hello and thank you for watching. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you having me on your show today. Awesome. Thank you for accepting the invitation. I appreciate it. Of course. Of course. <laughs> How's your day been so far today? It's been good. It's been good. Um, did some resting and worked on some things for business and other endeavors that I'm doing. So, yeah, it was a good day. Very productive. I was to say, yeah, it sounded like it was productive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had my little, I'm, I'm very type based. I had my little list of like, okay, I'm going to do this for 9 to 10 and do this from 10 to 11. <laughs> so like, when I get to, when I scratch things off my list, I feel like, yay, I've accomplished something today. Oh no, it just gives me a high. It's like small <laughs> awards are what really matters, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> absolutely. So are you um, sitting on something too? Yes, I'm sipping on actually ginger ale tonight. <laughs> is that what that is? That's ginger ale, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. All right, I see one person has joined us. Say hello, whoever you are. Right, show yourself. I know, show yourself. Come on, into the room. Good vibe here. Good vibe. We don't have time for that today. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I've been dealing with Wi-Fi issues for the past 30 minutes, you know. Don't be shy. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what it took for this life to happen. I'm telling listen, and I was like, I'm all like 30 minutes early. Like I got everything prepped and here we go. <laughs> then, my, then my power wants to go off. And I'm like, great. Right at showtime. Yeah. <laughs> you can never rely on technology. Training. Absolutely not. Not at all. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and get started because I don't want to hold you long and I don't want to hold the audience long. But once again, welcome to the judge's perspective. Um, for those of you who are new um, to Manifest the Crown Monday, hello, my name is Crystal Salisbury and I am the owner and founder of Crystal Clear Pageantry. Crystal Clear Pageantry is a web-based platform that is designed to coach and educate women and girls on how to have a winning mindset, make a good presentation and develop self-confidence. For more information about what I do as a coach, go to www.crystalclearpageantry.com. And of course, I briefly mentioned Manifest the Crown Monday. It is a weekly segment that I do every single Monday um, on things of a topic related to the pageantry industry. But every fourth Monday, I do what's called the Judge's Perspective. And what the Judge's Perspective is, it is a conversation um, with a judge from any from any judge from across the nation to get insight on what actually a judge looks for when selecting a title holder. And of course, all judges are different. We're not the same. We look for different things. But I wanted to present this platform to give title holders, give contestants an opportunity to learn what judges actually look for when selecting a title holder. So I want to introduce our lovely guest for this evening, Miss Brett Brooks. 
Brett Brooks is the owner and founder of Pageants and Prosecco. Pageants and Prosecco began as a podcast born out of her drive to better the pageant world by talking about the negative experiences she endured as both a contestant for over 10 years and as staff and judge for other systems. Brett is a three-time Miss Illinois and competed in a handful of systems from the local Miss America competitions, Miss United States, Miss Black America, Miss Black USA, Miss Intercontinental, Miss Teen USA State for Illinois, and a few other collegiate pageants. She has served as a judge, co-host, recruitment director, and assistant for statewide competitions. Please welcome Brett Brooks. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And I cannot wait to have this conversation with you. Awesome. So I kind of gave the cliff note version about yourself. Could you please delve more into uh, detail about and tell us about yourself? My pageant self? Or do you want all the girls? Oh, well, I'm, my second question is going to be about pageants. So just tell me like an overview about who you are, your you know background besides pageantry, just whatever you want to share. So I am, since it's on my birthday, I can say that. It's, I'm a Sagittarius. I guess not almost in a few months. So I am a middle child. And with that, Sagittarius comes with being like impulsive, a traveler, you know, a fire sign. And I, I kind of resonate with that a lot. I try not to be too impulsive, but I love to travel. Right now I'm actually in Hawaii. Awesome. Um, and I've been almost to a lot of a lot of states. I just love to travel. I'm a middle child, grew up in Chicago, and I have a bachelor's degree in journalism and a master's degree in journalism, hence the reason why I love to talk so much. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Paddington Prosecco is my podcast. It's my baby. It's our second birthday just passed in the beginning of, well, this month, still in September. Um, and it's been my like passion project for the longest just to make sure that we are bringing awareness to what's happening in the pageant world because a lot of times girls like win or they're well, not win or they're contestants and then they'll have a bad experience and then they won't voice their frustrations because they either don't care anymore or um they just kind of like just let, let it go you know what can we all do and no one holds the pageant systems accountable year after year you know and that's kind of what i wanted to do was at least bring a conversation to light saying like, look, here's some things that's happening in the pageant world. No one's talking about it, but we're all going through it. So yeah, and it's on every major streaming platform and I just branched off into YouTube as well. So okay. awesome, awesome, love to hear that. So how did you get involved in pageantry? Like what was the initial interest in the industry? My very first pageant was competing at a Miss USA pageant state level. So a big, I guess, a no-no in the pageant world. <laughs> I know what you mean. Well, you great, girl. It was 09. I, it was my last year to compete as a teen. I didn't even compete in pageants really as a teen. It was one of my biggest life regrets. But I started because um, just kind of naturally, I don't know how I found out about that pageant in particular, the Miss L15 USA pageant. Mm -hmm. um, but I was always a creative person. I've played the piano since I was six. I draw, I'm a writer, I am a visual person. I, um, I bought a new camera. I'm very visual, very artistic. So as a kid, I was always naturally, like just from doing recitals, I was always put in the spotlight. 
and I did theater in high school. So I was always kind of like, and then I was also a, um, at my church, I was the person who gave the announcements and facilitated the um, service. Instead of like a host for the Sunday service, you know? Mm -hmm. so I was always on a stage presenting my talent to the world. Mm -hmm. And I don't know when I found out about pageantry necessarily, but that was my first one was in 09. It's been a decade since of taking some huge losses, but I'm on the other side now. Almost on the other side. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So, so that's an amazing to, to really just kind of the things that I've, you know, talked about earlier, how that you're a three-time Miss Illinois, how you started in 09, which is still a massive passionate career, even in the past um, over 10 years. So my, my next question is, you know, I talked about you being a judge, co-host, recruitment director. So let's talk about the judging aspect. So how many pageants have you actually judged? How long have you been judging? And give me some of the systems you have judged before. So I, I'm still considered like, I guess, a novice judge, kind of contestant. Um, I was contestant first. That's how I started in the industry. I would say I judge probably about, I've been actually just quite a few. So I would say like two a year, last three years, probably like four, five, six, seven pageants. Um, a lot of them are Illinois-based. Um, um, yeah, I'll probably say like a less than 10, but more than five. Okay. <laughs> I know it's like not a good number. <laughs> yeah, we're fine, we're fine. And like, what's what? What systems? Uh, so I judge the collegiate systems that I compete in, which was like Miss Black Eastern Illinois University, the college I went to. I was mm -hmm. a judge for that. I worked with judges. I worked with judges more than I've actually judged. Mm -hmm. So I'm a judges coordinator for a few okay. systems for like Miss Too Cute, which is a little kids pageant. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, ooh, what's that? Um, there's some systems I can't necessarily remember, like Miss Intercontinental, but it's not the one you might think of. It was like I dot n dot t dot Intercontinental. Um, I had opportunity to judge a local Miss America competition, and it's just all it's always been like local competitions. The biggest one I would had to would say would be the collegiate systems. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I have a collegiate system background and a little kid background when it comes to judging. That's probably my strong. Awesome, awesome. So when it comes to actually the judging process, what do you look, uh, what qualities do you look for when selecting a title holder? So to prepare for this, I actually watched Miss USA 2016 again. Hmm. Child, it's weird watching a pageant that you know the winner and you just kind of yeah. like watch it and like, oh, she did really good with this. Or man, because Connecticut was also really good that year. So one thing that I always look for just on stage, I also work for Miss Black um, USA as far as judging. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I look for on stage is just, it's just an inner, it's like an inner spunk. Yes. Buy it. It's really, for people who compete in industry, they're a certain type of crazy already, right? <laughs> so in order to have that inner spunk, it's like having a confidence and having a shine when you walk in a room. A lot, I know a lot of people say like the judges know who's gonna win immediately. Oh, and United States of America system, sorry. That's the one I was thinking on. USOA, I judged for that one as well. 
Okay. Texas, so I judge Texas pageants too, child. That's serious. <laughs> I also look for someone who's well-spoken. Um, as a contestant, being a judge, a contestant-based judge, I do look for like little technical things, you know, did they complete this turn on stage? Does this dress fit? Does the whole outfit fit? Is it tailored? Um, did they hold their poses at the end or were they like fidgeting, hitting two and three poses, unsure of what to hit? Mm -hmm. um, I guess it's all just like a, it's a it's an inner confidence that you have to be really prepared for and then mm -hmm. come naturally once you're, um, once you know what you're doing and you're happy to be there, it just comes across naturally. Um, but I do look for a lot of technical logistic things too, but it's not heavy on my scoring. It's just more so, because the one pageant I judged, it was a teen pageant. Well, the teen, it wasn't, anyway, the teen who won was, it was our first pageant. And it was like multiple title holders who were crowned. But the teen who won, she didn't do anything technically um, pageant perfect, but mm -hmm. she had a lot of personality on stage. So I couldn't, we couldn't help but crown her because she was just so, um, she was just, she has just so much energy and like the certain spunk that we were just naturally drawn to her and just attracted to her, um, just being on stage. It's like a performance. Absolutely. So title holders, if you're watching contestants, personality is key when it comes to competing pageants. And just like Brett just mentioned, you know, she looks for someone who has that personality, who has a confidence. So I hope you all are taking notes. Um, that it's important, of course, of course, you want to have the technique that's important, but we want to, we want to see your personality as well, which is key. So I see a Tiara Wani said hello. Hello, Tiara. Thank you for watching. Hi. Um, so my next question is, we kind of talked, you kind of hit, uh, we talked about a little bit on stage. Let's move on to the interview. Okay. What are some do's and don'ts that contestants need to keep in mind when they're in the interview? So one thing that I am notorious for when I do judge that I've been called out for a lot I do it on purpose, is I do, I have this, I'm the judge that does this in the room. <laughs> I've had that judge before. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I, I have mastered, because I have a little acting background, I can master this. Mm -hmm. Or I'll just do like this. <laughs> you know, I might know like what you're talking about, but just my face, I'll just be like, what? The whole interview, like on purpose to see if, people falter or if they, <laughs> if they catch an attitude. Um, when I did at Miss Black EIU, I was um, helping the girls like backstage afterwards too. So I told them like, look, I was just testing you guys out. I was just try trying to see, you know, if anyone to I really did keep a sterile face. It was so hard. And their interview is panel. So I let all the other just all the other judges just talk and I'll just sit and stare. So one thing that I am testing for that, I guess I kind of am like a very intimidating judge. Um, I actually had an episode about this, one of my first episodes, but, and, and I, I also ask hard questions to see how people are going to react. So I'm kind of mm -hmm. the that kind of baits you to see if you're going to catch the baits. Like I might harp on one thing with you to have like an internal um, debate on one of your platform pieces. Like one thing I remember for sure was um, in Texas, I interviewed a Mrs. Um, contestant, Sheena Winnie, and she was a police officer at the local school district. And so I asked her and I, and you know, how do you plan on 
because there's like an elementary school resource officer. And like, you know, how do you make your kids feel safe seeing an officer here? How do you know, how do you connect to the black, stu black students that you do? And a lot of the interviews, she might've felt like I only focused on that. I just kind of wanted to see how she reacts, you know, as a title holder, you are gonna get asked a lot of questions in your thing. All the other judges can care about your favorite color and what you got going on, what, what your favorite book is. But mm -hmm. I'm gonna have a conversation with you to see how short-tempered are you? or if you aren't, you know, or how, and I'm a journalist as well. So I can ask really deep questions quickly. And I think I kind of mastered that um, and kind of mastered the art of listening. So I think people are throwing up a lot of times in my questions because I'll be like, okay, red or blue. And they'll be like, what? What do I gotta do with me being a swimmer? Blue, just pick one. They're like, uh, I don't know, uh, blue. And it's just like, okay, and I'll just move on. And I'm just like, you, why you, why, you know, you knew if I said red or blue, you would just pick red or blue. I didn't say Democrat or Republican, you know, just what came to your mind, you know? And if you have to think too much about easy questions, I know you're trying too hard. And that kind of turns me off. So I'm yeah. kind of like a real a hole type of just, I guess you could say. But I'm just filtering out because I know I, when I work with other people who aren't pageant judges, they're going to. Mm -hmm. So softball level questions, and I don't do that. <laughs> and that's understandable because when I competed in Miss Black Alabama USA several years ago, I had I had a judge like that. But I listen, he came with it. I was like, I'm good. What you got? <laughs> so you, you have to have that level of confidence because you're going to have a judge that's like that. And I, I don't think a lot of times they're doing it to be mean. They're just trying to they're trying to see where you're where you are mentally right and because you have to be prepared because when it comes to being a title holder you're going to have to speak in front of people you're going to, have to be media ready you're going to be be able to think on your feet mm -hmm. so that prepares you and I, there's nothing really wrong with that but i, I do remember that happening to me i'm like dang do you not like me <laughs> that was how i got this <laughs> yeah, let me ask you these questions and they do it's not like it's anything that's going to be completely thrown off i just honestly just want to know your uh -huh. opinion you know, there's yeah, no yeah. right or wrong answer. The wrong thing to do is to give me something that I'm looking for, you know, sure. like, or, or to, to give a pageant patty answer. That's mm -hmm. why I'm the pageant patties. Yes. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Okay, so we talked about interview and how, you know, it's important to be able to think on your feet. It's important to really, you know, answer the questions, regardless if we ask you red or blue, pink or green, you know, what have you. Mm -hmm. um, so that so my next question would be, we talked about do's and don'ts in the interview. What are some do's and don'ts that contestants need to keep in mind when they're on stage, whether that's evening gown, on stage, swimwear talent, anytime they're on stage? I would say don't drop your smile. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest thing. Um, watching Miss USA 2016, that was one thing I remembered feeling when Deshauna was answering her question was that she wasn't smiling. And... You know, being a girl, we never want to hear her smile more, but this is a pageant. And mm -hmm. it's just like the way she answered her question, she, she ended really strong. Obviously, we know she won. It was a good, great, but I could tell she was thinking through her question. And so her thinking face wasn't a smiling face, you know? Mm -hmm. and so I would say a lot of times, um, one thing that I noticed is that you can see fear or, or uncertainty in your face. So I would say, don't drop your smile and really try to play with it. Like I know I'm not a dancer, but I do know dancers do faces 
<laughs> during the performances. So you can't have something plastered on, but um, have like a natural connection with the judges through a facial, um, through nonverbal communication. And a lot of times that's in your face. And if I see that you happy having fun, no, I'm not gonna look at all the logistics of your gown. Once I once I leave, once my eyes leave from your face and look at everything else, then you kind of like lost me. So mm -hmm. keep keep don't drop your smile um, for one. Uh, have high energy. One thing that like I guess as a contestant and a judge that I always warn people about is never watch anyone else's performances. Like, mm -hmm. do what you gotta do and walk off stage and keep going to the dressing room. I like, do not watch any performances on stage because that's gonna throw you off your off your game. True. So I would say keep your energy really high. Um, act like this is a one woman or man show and everybody else here is just filling up space until you get back on stage. Um, and that level of confidence kind of shows. Uh, I will also say, uh, as far as I like, don't on stage, don't, I also talk speech as well. Don't apologize. <laughs> One thing that like women do a lot is that they say sorry for things that don't need to be sorry for. Like, oh, sorry, I was standing in your way. Like, you don't have to apologize for taking up space in this room. Mm -hmm. um, or if you're being handed a microphone and there's like a faux pas with you and the MC and you're like, oh, so, so sorry, 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 sorry. It's just, this is like, don't, don't apologize. No, there's no need to, it, you didn't hurt me personally as a person. So you don't need to apologize right now on stage. Just be confident in whatever you have going on. And if there's any kind of mistakes, don't show it um, and don't apologize. That's one thing I cannot, I can't not stand when people apologize for something simple. Like, and a lot of times it's, it's just nerves, right? You're just nervous, you don't know what to do. Um, but just keep it pushing. Honestly, honestly, that's my biggest thing is just keep pushing. And we don't, judges don't know the routine. I don't know, a lot of judges, I'm not musically trained, so I don't know if your in point was in pointed enough, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I didn't know you gave a good performance. So I don't know if you were supposed to turn here or not. Um, so if you don't do your routine, like you practice freestyle, like, we don't know your we don't know your routine. Um, we don't know what you were supposed to say. We don't know what you wanted to say. Just say and do, and just kind of just be at peace and just know that like really it's all beforehand. If you practice enough beforehand, once you get on stage, it should be easy. But um, you just have to just really get rid of those nerves, in in in, in my opinion. And just don't, don't apologize and don't drop your smile. Awesome. Great, great tips. Um, hope, hope you ladies are paying attention to keep that smile going and don't over don't over apologize or just apologize for things you don't need to. So those are some tips that we want to share with you. So my next question is we're kind of wrap, uh, wrapping up is what is one piece of advice that you would give to contestants? Like any piece of advice that you, you would give to them? Um, I would definitely say to compete again. Okay. <laughs> keep going i lost i have a decade of experience okay i have a decade of competing but i'm only a three-time miss illinois mm -hmm. more l's taken than wins you know what i'm saying and some of those are our point titles you know and i'm just gonna throw that out there so <laughs> you have to like go back and 
you get you get better. Like you really do get better. You have to hire a coach. Um, I guess that's two advice. I would say compete again and then hire a coach. Okay. I don't know which order to do it in. Hire a coach and then compete. If you lost, compete again. Hire a coach. Um, Because they're going to be the person who's going to find all that little things to you. My game changed instantly when I hired a coach. And Mm -hmm. it's nothing that you can do. There's not enough video I can record of myself. You know, I'm biased because it's me. So you need a nice neutral third party is going to help you critique you, you know, critique your walk, critique your moves. You know that your gown is ugly mm-hmm. style, like, <laughs> frankly. Like, that's the biggest thing is that a lot of times people just don't have that help. And that help, little things, you lose the crown, you know, just like little things that had you known ahead of time, you could have um, adjusted and fixed, you know, or just... Yeah, I would say hire a coach is my biggest one and to compete again if you lose because it gets better and gets easier. Especially for me, one thing that I regret is that I competed um, like on a yearly basis. So it would take my full year to bounce back and compete again. Um, I wish I would have just kept going back and back, like back, back, back. Because being in Illinois, like the Miss America organization, there's like 30 locals. Mm-hmm. They have that base amount and you can compete at any local pay base amount. I would have done that so that way I can get the nerves out. Like probably doing one pageant <laughs> one weekend will be like getting the nerves out, and then the other one is like crystal clear, you know. <laughs> um, so I think having those breaks really hurt me. That's why I say like keep going and to keep trying, keep walking, keep practicing because it's gonna happen. It's just a matter of just really just timing, you know. This is just really just timing. absolutely, and it's important. It's important to. Um, get the opinion of others because at the end of the day whether we have five years experience 10 or 20 we really don't know everything because i'm gonna be honest i've been co- i've been competing for a while and i've coached but i still hire coaches for myself mm-hmm. like i just actually had a virtual coaching session last week because i'm not i don't like particularly like my evening gown walk so i hire coaches mm-hmm. for that because i want to make sure that walk is on point <laughs> and it looks elegant it looks fierce so Coaches will change the game for you. So, ladies, um, please hire a coach. You know, there are so many coaches out there. Um, there are coaches that are within your budget, because I know a lot of times people think, well, coaching is so expensive. But there are coaches out there that will, are willing to work with you that are affordable. So please keep that in mind. Um, because if you want to take your pageant career to the next level, you need to have someone that is in your corner that's going to tell you the things you don't want to hear. And right. it's <laughs> And it's not because they're being mean, it's because they want you to be your very best on and off the stage. They're being honest. That's right. That's what you're paying them for anyway. And as far as like getting opinions, make sure the opinions are neutral people. You know what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. there's some opinions that I don't need to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Just don't look good on me. Let me know. You know what I'm saying? Someone that's gonna be like, oh yeah. If she that's what you like, girl. No, like I'm trying to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, help me. You know what I'm saying? So you do need you do need that coach. And I worked with um, quite a few coaches, some big names in the industry. Um, my director was actually a coach as well for Earth USA, and so um, going to Earth USA. So like every single time I had a coach, I've improved in some way. I've had um, like a personal fitness coach. I had an interview coach. 
I had a walking coach and I had a pianist instructor, which I guess is a <laughs> talent coach in a sense. Mm -hmm. So I worked with coaches of all different types and I learned so much how to answer questions, just how to talk, how I'm standing. There's, there's a, lot of, a lot of things that you're not aware of that they bring issues, like, you know, not issues to, but like to. So my biggest is to hire a coach. And it's just, if anything, just hire an interview coach. There's some people who do single sessions for like $45 an hour, um, up to, I know, like $125 an hour. Mm -hmm. Have that one-on-one -on -one individualized mock interview. You do mock interviews. Um, also, I do want to say, as a tip, is to run through your pageants at your house, or I was doing it at the gym. Mm -hmm. As crazy and silly as it looks, as many views you like the racquetball courts, but walk in the shoes you plan on walking in that day, whether it's swimsuit and evening gown. I, I don't switch my shoes out for those competition phases, but if you do, walk in those shoes numerous times, like your shoes should be worn out on stage ultimately, like so broken in. Wear your evening gown, practice walking in your evening gown, practice your turns and your moves, your swimsuit. That swimsuit, you know, don't want to be funky and dirty, but put it on, you know, make sure your butt glue is ordered, <laughs> you know, where to apply it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that's one thing I really do as well. That's a technique that I learned um, in theater, like from like tech week, AKA hell week <laughs> for theater nerds, like two a days where we run the whole show as if it was like a live production tech week it's for any mistakes. So that way when you actually do it, you're perfect. So I was walking in my evening gown in the house turning how I plan on turning, posing how I plan on turning, putting pictures up so that way I remember to look up at the audience and not down at the mm -hmm. audience. Little things you got to like rehearse and practice. Um, practice walking into your interview room, like know what your interview setting is, whether it's round robin, one-on-one, -on -one, or if it's going to be panel style, or if it's going to be um, people at a desk, kind of like try to see if your director will tell you how you're going to be, are you standing or are you sitting? If you're standing for an interview for 10 minutes or nine minutes and 30 seconds to Miss America, stand in those shoes for nine minutes and 30 seconds at home. Like, make sure you can stand <laughs> as long as your interview or sit as long as your interview. Practice standing up and sitting down in a chair. If you guys sit down in a chair for an interview, you want to practice sitting down. How does my outfit now look sitting down? You know, does my shirt scrunch up? You know, this shirt I fake made into off the shoulder. But if it goes up, that ruins my outfit. You know, like there's little things I need to know. Am I wearing a sash? How is my sash going to look in this outfit sitting down? I plan on standing up. Am I wearing a dress? Am I, is anything hidden? Do I need a, a, um, a church pillow? <laughs> you know, like little things that you have to know ahead of time. Put your earrings on, you know, like are these earrings too heavy for you? You know, like you need to know ahead of time before you walk out on stage for the first time to do it. And you realize that your ear is going to fall off because you can't carry two pounds on your ear like you thought you could because they look cute in the box and you never open them up. So practice every single phase competition. That's one thing my coach has said. Like walking it to practice walking to the interview room and sitting down was something that was like a huge game changer for me because you don't really practice that. You practice what you're going to say, but you never practice like the logistics. And there was an interview um, where I did Earth, Illinois Earth, where I did have to stand panel style um 
And it was very, very awkward. Like I was so close to them and they were like waist level at that point. Cause we were like really so close and I'm in my heels and mm-hmm. I had to like shift my weight a little bit. My feet were kind of hurting and whatnot. So, but I practiced that. I actually, I asked my director, how is this interview going to, you know, like help me. And so ask your director two questions, you know, there might be like an inside tip. You might know more than a contestant who didn't ask those questions. But I would definitely ask your director whatever you can, see what they're looking for, um, uh, and see kind of see their mindset, probably what they're telling the judges, um, or what kind of person, what kind of title they're looking for. But I would just ask the director a lot of questions about the logistics of how the pageant is going to run. Don't be a bug if you know if they just have the venue announced. Obviously, don't have everything else announced, but practice everything. Everything the swims to walk, turning, Gigi, well, that was my coach for Illinois Earth. She had me do this new turn, child. I had a walk. I was doing it's like a, a walk, cut the left foot. It's like a turnaround in a circle. Mm-hmm. She had me like mil- like as if like do like sets, like walking down like a hundred foot, and I had to turn, turn, keep going straight, turn. Like I had to practice this walk and this turn six hundred times as if I was like. You know, in boot camp. Mm-hmm. But when I got on stage, that turn was shoo, shoo, shoo. <laughs> so yeah, I'll just practice everything. Just practice everything. Yeah, that's some good those are some good tips. Practice everything, hire a coach, you know, all those things are very important. I think and thank you so much for sharing that. So mm-hmm. is, I always ask judges this question because this is actually I don't. I wouldn't say this is my favorite question, but I like to get people's insight on this. Um, you know, as judges, sometimes you know our opinion may ruffle some feathers, especially family members. Mm. And I've had the instance where family members have come for me because they did not like my scoring. <laughs> so my my next question is: What is one piece of advice that you would give to contestant family members? Because at the end of the day, there's only one grant. So what is some advice you would give to those family members, the moms, the dads, the brothers, sisters, cousins, what have you? Who are like anti-pageants because like you lost? Well, not necessarily anti-pageants, but they think that um, that their, I guess, daughter or cousin should have won and how dare you score them a seven when they should have been a 10, you know, that type of, and how do you just help them to understand that there's only one winner. Everybody can win, and this person that did win, that did win, you know, had they, they just had the it factor, so to speak. You know, one thing that people say, like different set of judges, different night, different winner. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of times you got to realize that your family member's concern is out of love. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want to see you hurt. Um, our pageant dad, and I am emotional okay i will admit it i cry mm-hmm. time i lost i cry and it hurts um yeah. and they don't want to see that because they and they and you know they're paying to come to the show and of course they're biased because they love you and whatever mm-hmm. but i would mainly just let them know like it's it's just life there's only one year at every sport you know um but it's and for the contestants you know that's genuinely out of love but I would just tell them, you know, honestly, the last thing I need right now is someone to console me 
that's one thing I really, really did not want to hear is like, oh, you did so good. You should have won from family. Now, mm -hmm. if a stranger said that to me after the pageant, then I'm like, okay, a little confirmation. This person didn't know me, but I did good confirmation like that. Mm -hmm. um, but family, me personally, I don't want to talk. I don't want to hear your sympathies, you know. It's like, what's next? It's like mob mentality. Okay, what system is next? You know. Mm -hmm. um, so, I would tell my team members like, don't bring it up. So it's like three days from now or something. Um, but honestly, I, I would just, you know, just realize. I would just tell them to realize that we know. Like, well, there's nothing you can say that's gonna make the situation better. Mm -hmm. And unless you're trying to start a fight with the director, like, let's just walk away. You know, like. Like I lost this life mm -hmm. back next year and, and just win. But to me, I don't like to talk about it. So that's why my family members like, look, this is be silent in the car. This is me. Like <laughs> you know, no, so don't don't bring it up. <laughs> and I can understand that point. And um, because I know there are times you know, I think a lot of you know, because I you know, as a contestant myself, you you do want to win. And then you when you don't win, you wonder, okay, what happened? What what did the judges did not like? But I have to keep things into perspective because at the end of the day, there's only one winner. I can't come for the director, I can't come for the judges, I can't say they're biased and they picked this girl because they know her. Because that, that ain't even at that time, it's probably not it's probably not even true. And I have to take into consideration that there's a season for everything. Maybe today was just not my day, but the next pageant will be. So um, I just want, I guess the reason why I ask that question is because I want contestant family members and friends or what have you to understand that we're hired to do a job. Um, we're not hired to be biased. Well, I'm not hired to, I don't, I'm not biased at all. Cause I, have to, I don't know. I think there's only been maybe one instance where I've known a contestant on stage, but that's because that was just out of pure randomness, you know, but mm -hmm. we're just going to pick a winner at the end of the day. I don't have any, all of these, any contestant. I'm not trying to, you know, pick someone over Another contestant, we're just here to do a job. And like I said, it's, it's strictly an opinion at the end of the day. Everybody has a, every opinion is going to be different. So just take into consideration that um, everybody's going to have their own opinion. And, you know, one family member will think her daughter should have won. And this judge may have thought, well, the other girl could have won. So, you know, it is what it is. I asked you a question. I was thinking of as a contestant, but I forgot this is the judge's perspective. You're fine. So I do. Let me start with the answer. From the judge's perspective, because that was me as a contestant. Like, oh yeah. From the judge's perspective, if parents were angry because I have, you know, judged the team, the uh, not team, the kids competition, mm -hmm. those parents get angry. Like, yeah. oh yeah, those parents are angry. They would have brought shades themselves. I would, I would tell those parents that you have to realize that losing is beneficial. <laughs> <laughs> There's growth in the loss, mm -hmm. <laughs> and there is. Um, mm -hmm. yes. A lot of times, we know that contestants and judges can't talk afterwards, mm -hmm. but there has been times where, um, like, a director will ask for like feedback, like anonymous feedback to so contestants. I just a few times with that, um, but. As a judge, when someone's really angry, you kind of just like, like hit this and just walk out. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm that judge. <laughs> let, me, let me head to the car right quickly. <laughs> let me escort out of this uh, pageant, please. Like, let's escort us out of here. Yeah. Um, exactly. It's just really the angry people. And you just got to tell them, like, there's, 
there's there's growth and a loss. Like mm-hmm. there's growth and a loss. Honestly, that's that's just that on that. I mean, like, yeah, you didn't, you know, your ROI didn't bounce back like you thought it might have, but there trust me, like winning is is cool, but being like what's gonna build you as a person, as your character is those losses you know it's it's too easy if you just win it's life would be too easy it's just too like right no one has it set up like that you know what i'm saying you have to take some kind of pain in this life and um that pain is gonna help you win later so i was just let people know that like look your cable just didn't do good today <laughs> yeah a little susie didn't perform yeah. <laughs> And that's the harsh truth, you know. It, it, my old saying, it is what it is. I've been that contestant where I didn't do my best job. And I understand, you know, where I, when I, you know, there have been several instances where I didn't win. And I understand why I didn't win because I didn't bring my A game. And I can't be mad that they didn't select me. Um, so I just think with contestants, they need to just take that constructive criticism and just improve upon it for the next time. Yeah, and then try to ask too. Try to see if you can get your director to see if judges can give feedback. Could you mind them one on one? But usually like after the patent is over, it's kind of like a neutral territory. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been I've been given permission to talk to people after the patent is over about what they did, what the child did it wrong or what I did or didn't do right. So try to see if you can have the opportunity to talk to a judge to see where their mind was. Um, but just don't take it personally. I mean, honestly, like it's the best of, you know, it's a mean score. So that person might have loved you and scored you all tens, but you know, Sally over here didn't like you. So that's that on that. Like, yeah, you know. At the end of the day, all of it is a learning experience, and we're here to learn and to grow and to be better contestants. So one day we can manifest that crown. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll happen. Just keep trying. It will. It, it do see. Uh, and timing from you know, I'm of the mindset, and this is just something I had to develop as I got older. Timing is everything. You yeah. know, it wasn't meant for me to win my first title. I've comp- I started competing at age 17, which was in 2002. It wasn't meant for me to win my first pageant at, at 17. It took me to like I think my mid 20s when I won my first title. So yeah, timing is everything. You know, everybody's journey is different. Uh, so that's one thing contestants need to keep in mind as well. That everybody's journey is different. Yeah, and you don't have a good story too. If you want the first try, it's not fun. That's not a fun story. To tell. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I will agree with you on that. And then don't you always see like people who win early, like, and then like leave? They kind of like want to keep competing, but they don't because of the stigma. Sure. Like, like Olivia Culpo, I don't know if she wants to compete again. She only competed three times in pageants. You That's know. true. Teresa Scanlon, she was Miss America. She won very young, and she went back to compete in Miss World like eight years later. You know, mm-hmm. like the first try isn't all that's not going to be because you don't really have a full pageant experience, you know, and then you don't know necessarily what you're doing, and then it's just like you're out, you know, and then you're, you probably don't want to compete again, so... Yeah, it's not fun. You need to have those ups and downs. That's that's what's gonna keep your biography nice and thick when you're at that book. <laughs> it's very very interesting. You have you have testimonies to share because I, I have quite a few actually. <laughs> All right, girl, who are you telling? <laughs> quite a few. 
But any, uh, before we wrap up, any last words you want with the audience? Um, not really. I, I think as a judge, one thing I want to tell directors is to make sure you have judges who are former contestants to mm -hmm. know the grind of what it takes to be there, um, logistics of how to win on stage. Because one thing that does bug me, I'm not going to lie, as a contestant is seeing someone win when they didn't do something correct. You know, I'm going to be like... But she wore a black dress <laughs> with holes in it. <laughs> she said with holes in it. <laughs> that is cute. But like, you guys want her to go to Nashville like that? Whatever. You know, so that's, that does, when people who aren't pageant people judge, it mm -hmm. does bug me and I do get the balance. So I would tell directors who are watching to make sure you have contestants or previous pageant people as judges to help balance that out. True. Um, opposed to like community leaders and just strangers, um, but definitely contestants because they know what it takes to be a contestant. Mm -hmm. um, have some of the miss your former title holders work as judges or just help facilitate. A lot of times, if I haven't judged a pageant, a lot of times my work has been working with the judges, making sure they were comfortable mm -hmm. as hospitality. And that's where a lot of my experience comes from is from helping the judges in a lot of these pageants that I, I didn't compete in and whatnot. But that's kind of like, once they're comfortable and they know what they're doing, then the whole show is nice and clear and smooth and whatnot. Um, but it takes people who've been a contestant to know how to run a pageant, in my opinion. A lot True. of directors aren't contestants previously in their life. So having a former contestant as a judge really, really does help. Just And, and, it, and then judges have conversations, not say about contestants, just about like, some of them don't know, like, oh, you know, they might ask a question about a you know a pageant question. Um, I can't think of one, but I do remember once some a judge had something. Oh, oh my God! Let me tell you, can I tell you a story? Go ahead. So I was judging this one system, and I don't give up too many identifying things. I'm from Illinois, and the Illinois pageant community is very small. Mm -hmm. But when I tell you, and there was probably like seven of us judges. There was one person who was a judge, they were a male national title holder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he kept asking the contestants, how many pageants have you competed in before this one? Mm -hmm. Which is like a no, no, like, you know, I'm not, you know, disclose that this is my 18th pageant this year to the judges, because then it looks bad that I'm a crown chaser, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I had to, and he kept asking these people in the interview, because it was like, it was panel style. Um, what number of pageant is this for you? Or how many pageants have you competed before this one? Or, and I just kept asking, because I didn't want to know the answer. You know, I, like, I, I didn't want that to influence my judging at all. So I asked him, why you keep asking me these questions? Like, I don't think, you know, and I, I let him know, like, you know, this is kind of a taboo topic. You don't want to ask these questions because you may come off as like a crown chaser. Um, I mean, realistically, don't you agree? If I told you this is my 20th pageant mm -hmm. this year, yeah, oh, yeah. And you told me this year, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> she's that crown, <laughs> yeah, you like, or this is my you know, 10th one this year, you know, and I'm just like, I had to tell him, like, you know, the the unknown little things, like, um, don't ask this question because, and then you could tell in their answers that they were uncomfortable because they didn't want to be like. 
oh no, this is my only one I competed in. And it's like a smaller system. So it's not like a bigger one. So a lot of, it's like a starter system, you know? And so it, the people could have more titles. If they won this one, they could have won another title later, you know, that year. Um, the, the director didn't care necessarily. So I'm just like, what is that? When then like, what does that have to do with who they are? Like, I don't care if, you know, little Sally, who I keep bringing up, you know, if she competed five times this year, what is she doing today? You know what I'm saying? Like, how is that question relevant to what they're doing today? And so I had to tell him about that. And um, it only took me and another contestant to um, convey that information to him because he wasn't a pageant person. He just happened to win this title on the first try. <laughs> so I think it was, I low key thing was appointed. It was a national title, I think it was appointed. But so he, he didn't really understand the, the tabooness of what not to ask as a judge. He got, and, then, and then from his perspective, he said that he just wanted to know how many pageants they competed to see their growth and to see like, if this is their 10th pageant, how good are they compared to their first pageant? Mm -hmm. And I said too, well, you can't do that because if little Sally competed in 10 pageants, but didn't have a coach and she still keeps falling on stage, mm -hmm. <laughs> but she managed to smile and answer a question you don't know what her growth looked like at the 10th pageant, you know what I'm saying? Compared to someone's second pageant. So even the, even his reason, you, you just don't know what their growth, you don't know where they started. True. You know where they are today. And so, yeah, we, that was a time when I physically stopped doing interviews to address that question because he kept asking it to the contestants and I didn't want to know the answer. Like if it was round robin, fine. You know, but I didn't want to know the answer, and I saw the uncomfortability, a comfortableness <laughs> in the contestants when they were stumbling over that question, and then that stumbling also looks bad because now you're stumbling over a question. You know what I'm saying? So sure. that's just a funny story, but that's why you need contestants on the staff, so that way they're like, no, don't, don't ask, them, ask that question. <laughs> I think I think also saying like, how many titles have you had too? Like, how many? What title number is this? So it was something like that. Like, oh, okay. Like a personal question, you know what I'm saying? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and to, and to um, piggyback off of your point, it is important for directors to get former title holders, former contestants, because we have a better insight. Like, I understand the need to have a mix. I get that. Um, but you also need to have, um, like some people want to do like community leaders, what, what have you, but it's good to have that mix of also novice intermediate, you know, and of course, expert judges. You need to have a good mix, a good balance as well. And I just have all novice, and I just have all advanced. Um, so it's important to have a good balance set of judges. Correct, correct. Mm -hmm. People of different industries, different backgrounds. Yes, I agree, I agree, I agree. <laughs> but yeah, that's I worked with pretty, it was interesting. The, it was a fraternity pageant. It was, they're, they're always interesting to me. But um, I was the only, like, at the time, I would say maybe an intermediate judge. They were all novices, and it was so frustrating. Yes. <laughs> because, because, the thing, because, I'm, because I'm a contestant. You know, I'm a contestant first, and I was a judge. So I have, you know, and a coach. So I have different perspectives. And it's like, the things they're nitpicking about, it's like, this is not important. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had the same thing too with the collegiate pageant systems where mm -hmm. I was a contestant one year, um, 
came back as a judge with a new title as a you know not a, not a collegiate title, mm -hmm. um, and judged it, and then came back to help with the pageant the next year. So like a mm -hmm. lot of times, that's kind of how I managed to continue networking as being a contestant, and then coming back next year as a judge, or coming back the next year working it with the judge or working with mm -hmm. the director like that too, um, to help them. You'd be like, hey, look, this is what I noticed my year when I was competing, and I just don't want this happening again next year. Well, yeah. that's the thing that I actually care about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Awesome. I agree. I agree. I love it. I love it. I love it too. Well, that is all the questions I have. Thank you so much for joining me this evening for this fun conversation. Uh, before I go, does anybody um, have any questions they want to ask? I see a couple of you are still tuning in with us. So don't be shy. I'll give you a few seconds to put your question in the Q&A box. This is your time. Yes. Can I plug for you? <laughs> all right, because when we hang up, it's over with. <laughs> Can I... Um, can I put my podcast real fast or we wait for questions to come through? Go ahead. Because so I have a good little week happening um, this week on the podcast. So for those who are um, aren't or aren't listeners yet, we are sipping along with my pageant podcast, Pageant San Prosecco. That's like how it's seen down there. It's on all major streaming platforms, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. And I just branched off into YouTube doing what you're doing now. So that way we can sip along with people because I was sipping by myself. I didn't like that. I know. This is going to be a public sipation. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just had Lindsay um, Closen. She was Mrs. United States talk about, you know, what's going on with the United States system and the code regulations. And I'll let you guys know first, for those who are watching, tomorrow on Tuesday. <laughs> I have Miss United States Alexia Robinson coming okay. on. So at two o'clock Central Standard Time, three o'clock Eastern Standard Time, pretty much eight a.m. my time. But um, to talk about, you know, we know that she was suspended from her title, um, and so we're gonna have a discussion about that tomorrow. So tune in on on YouTube, Pageant Prosecco, and I'll also post it on my podcast later after the live. But it'll be live at two o'clock Central Standard Time, three o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It's gonna be good. It's gonna look how many fun is gonna happen. Is that she? I think I can say this, but fun fact, Crystal, this girl's getting breast implants. Oh wow! What? So we're gonna talk about that, and she's getting them done like next month. And I was like, you know, like I'm interested. I've never seen a black person voluntarily just get breast implants um, in the pageant world. So we're gonna talk about that body positive conversation tomorrow and kind of like why she was suspended from the Miss United States, the, you know, the title. It's gonna be a good one. <laughs> well, I do have, well, this is funny. My dad is actually on live right now. He's putting questions in the Q&A box. Thanks, dad. You want to I think I mentioned this earlier, but I don't think I know specifically where you're from, Illinois. He asked where you're from. I also I was born in Southside Chicago and okay. then moved to the suburbs. Okay, and he was asking also, is pageants and Prosecco your full-time job or do you do something else outside of that? Girl, boy, look, okay, it is my full-time job now today, yes. I'm okay. trying to work more full-time. Um, I have another fun job as a TV reporter. 
but 2020 has just been a blessing that allowed me more time and space and freedom to do whatever I want to do. I know. So that. But yeah. So now I am making it full time. I am making it full time. <laughs> I love it. Is your dad from the South as well? Is he from the, say that one more time. Is he from the South? He is. <laughs> Born and raised, born and raised in, well, I'm from Roanoke, Alabama, deep South. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I have to have you on the podcast and need you to come back on the show so we can. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Did you up your rose game? I know you were doing something. I don't remember what you did the last time, but I do remember what something said. It was so let me so I, I will be honest. So I actually haven't had wine in over a year. And there's a reason for that. So I'm um I guess I could I guess I could put this out here. I'm trying to conceive. So my so my daughter told me no wine. So I've been off the wine for a year now. Oh, there is a non-alcoholic wine. I don't know if you want that. I can give you a list of them though. Oh yeah, give, give me a list. I didn't realize that. Give me a list. <laughs> I got you, girl. They have non-alcoholic wine. I miss it. <laughs> do you have? Um, you're in the south, so you have like Total Wine and Spec Wine, Spec Liquor Stores, right? Like Spec Spec Wines, Spec Liquors, something like that. I know it's a southern liquor store. Okay, I'll send you. I don't know the ABC store. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just found out about the ABC store. That's all I know. <laughs> and of course, if you, go, if you go to Walmart, you can find wine there. That's about it. I'm not really aware of what's all when it comes to wine. I just know I just know I like three types of wine. I like um, Moscato, Riesling, and White Zinfandel. So I know it's all I like. I tried the red wines. I just can't get into it. I couldn't. I tried. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm gonna give you a recommendation, and you come on the podcast, and we can sip with it and drink that one. Okay. okay, cool. That works. I'm glad we listen to the, uh, the, the non-alcoholic ones because I'm not going to drink that one on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but Walmart do have some good ones. So I got you. I got you. Okay, cool. That's good. <laughs> See, I learned, you learned something the other day? Had no idea. Had no idea. Yeah. I don't know how they make it, but I do know because some friends, I do know, they're like, I just need, I just want to drink something. And they're like, yeah, not, non-alcoholic wine. It's, it's around. It's there for a reason. Awesome. Good or not, I can't tell you that, but yeah, I guess I will discover if it is or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> well, I hope you. I wish you well on your um, conception process. <laughs> okay, baby making process, girl. I hope you have all the fun. Oh, sorry, your dad's on here. Wish <laughs> you what you want in your time. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Well, I don't see any more questions. So thank you everyone for tuning in for the special edition of Manifest the Crown Monday known as the Judge's Perspective. Thank you for your views and your participation and we will see you next time. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys. Awesome. <laughs>